Hey, Adam been, hey, hey, Adam been down for a long time, but I'm up. I done had me a long grind, but I'm up. Started off as a slow grind, but I'm up. Everything happened on time, now I'm up. I done been through a lot, but you never see me give up. I stay the same, I ain't never change, and I'm never ever gonna switch up. I chase the money in my sleep. The money when I get up I know it's some shiesty people in these streets So I know that I can't slip up That song right there is called I'm Up by Sabo Check him out on Instagram At Sabo World That's at Sabo World Very dope artist out of Augusta, Georgia um, I also have an interview with him on YouTube if you want to, you know, check out that content also. But today, I'm not even going to make this intro long, dog. It's a boxer out of Augusta, Georgia named Fernando Bunch. He's fighting on the 23rd of March. Make sure y'all go check his fight out at the Country Club, man. And he sat down with me, and we had a very dope interview. I told y'all I'm back on the interview tip. I know how to interview, man. I don't know why people think I can just podcast. So, yeah, I delivered a very dope interview, man. So, let's go ahead and get right into it. Mic check, mic check. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. We got one of the uh, best boxers to come out of Augusta. <laughs> My dog, Team Bunch. What's going on, bro? How you I, doing? I can't complain. Can't complain at all. How about yourself, brother? I'm all right, dog. I ain't going to lie. This podcast came on time because I'm trying to um, I'm trying to get back in shape. And I said, this will be the perfect one. To, uh, <laughs> you'll be the perfect person to talk to that about. <laughs> Solid. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Bruh, this is like day two for me, dog, and I ain't gonna lie, I've been struggling, boy. Hey. I don't put on so much weight in the midsection. <laughs> hey, but see, you started off right, though. You started on Monday, today, yeah, Tuesday, so that's good. You know, how's your I, uh workout plan? Um, well, like it differs like between once when I'm getting ready to fight, it's like a little bit more rigorous versus when I'm like you know not necessarily getting ready for a fight, but staying in shape. Um, but like right now, like the ball started starting to roll, so like. Yesterday I ran, I ran five miles. Um, yesterday trained. Today I didn't run, but like trained also, and which is another five miles first thing in the morning. So it's like, you know, five miles something light for you too, ain't it? Oh, um, not necessarily uh, light because it's, it's uh, a lot of hills. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So no, it actually is hard. You know, <laughs> um, usually like throughout throughout the week I'll um, like I'll um, change it up. You know what I mean? Five, then like three, and then like sprints. You know what I mean? Because you don't really want to uh, continue doing the same exact thing. You about to yeah. be used to it. As well as um, in boxing, it's, you're not running in boxing. You know what I mean? Really, the run is to like cut down the weight as well as be able to have it uh, uh, raise your heart rate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At different peaks and still be able to breathe at the same pace and continue fighting. Yeah. So basically, it's a science to it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Bro, how'd you get into boxing? Like, what made you want to be a boxer starting out? Um, um, see, well, my father he started me off in uh, Taekwondo from like from the jump from from when I was little, little, cause he was a third degree black belt. Like that was his, you know, that was his thing. And so, um, you know, I liked it. I, you know, being like my father and everything made it a black belt. However, I um, like when it was time for competitions, I was doing good, especially when I was younger. I was always winning, and um, I was a sore loser. In which uh, once I started getting older, they didn't want you to punch as much. They wanted you to kick more. Mm -hmm. And I would win because I was punching a lot. And so, like, they started disqualifying me. And uh, after that, I was like, I begged my mom to, like, get my dad to let me quit. And, um, you know, I, 
grew up like any other kid, trying every sport. You know, I played football for a couple of years. Played, was you good at football? Huh? Was you good at football? Yeah, I was actually all right. I just didn't oh, okay. grow. You know, I was like 80 pounds. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know, when, once I got in middle school, that's what completely discouraged me. Like, I was like, oh, this ain't for me no more. Like, because I played fullback. Like, I was actually good. But, uh, yeah, I, I never grew. Um, well, I didn't grow as far as during then. Um, and then, what, seventh grade, uh, one of my uh, best friends, he was, like, coming coming back, you know, school on Mondays with, like, black eyes, busted lips, but, like, trophies. And, like, I was like, you know, what you doing? And he was telling me boxing. And, like, from there, I've been boxing ever since. Was you getting into a lot of fights when you was young, though? Um... Not a lot of fights. Uh, like it was, it was sometimes where folks tried to bully me because I was a lot smaller mm-hmm. than others. But you know, I always was like a real aggressive. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I, I was in, initiating a lot of stuff. So <laughs> I didn't. Um, when I did get in the fights, I, I would say like I had big brothers. So like they eventually made me fight my own battles. You know what I mean? And that's I had, how I was with my little brothers. Yeah, yeah. And you know, after that, like. You know how it goes. Like once you make an example, you don't really have to. You don't have to so much no more. Mm-hmm. And like it was like in middle school, I had to fight. Too many people didn't mess with me afterwards. High school, same thing. Um, really, I was just focused on boxing. So I was always gone. I was traveling. So um, when was the point when you started taking it serious? Um, I started taking it serious, serious like uh, when my coach left for Iraq. Uh, like yeah, like when um. Yeah, after, um, like, I would say, like, when the war was starting to back and everything and they were sending a lot of the troops over, mm-hmm. my, my coach had to leave. And, like, during that time, like, that's when I was, like, uh, I mean, I was already fighting a lot. Like, I maybe had maybe about 60, 70 amateur fights, you know what I mean, from little. However, uh, uh, yeah, because, like, when he, was, when he was raising us, you know what I mean, I, my first fight was at 80 pounds, you know what I mean, like 12 years old. So... You know, he had us fighting every weekend. You know, I was always in a different state, different city, fighting somewhere. So that's how I got my numbers up. And so, like, when he left, you know, so I had to really make a decision. Um, where f- for one year, I wanted to continue to be loyal to him and, you know, have him, you know, still be my coach. But I really loved boxing, so I wanted to continue to box. And uh, so that's when I really had to start making decisions for myself. And, um, yeah, like, I made it to the National Golden Gloves. Um, while he was in Iraq, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he had just got back because I was back in 2008. Um, but, like, I was starting to, like, figure out who I was and find myself in the sport. I Did you ever fight at the um, Augusta Boxing Club? Um, with trainer? Yeah. Yeah, I actually was working out there today. Oh, um, for real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they never uh, – and that's one thing where I love about Augusta Boxing Club where I'm always been that boxer where you can catch me at a couple of different gyms mm-hmm. um, because, like um, – I feel like we a whole city, so I don't look at, oh, I'm from this gym, only this gym. Where, like like I said, when my coach went to Iraq, um, unfortunately, like, time didn't take us in as far as uh, when it was, like, when, when we tried to come train at Augusta Boston Club when he left. But when Ray, Rayante Whitfield took over the gym, he, like, he, he it was open arms, you know what I mean? And especially, like, when I had, like, differences with, with, my, with my home coach, he allowed me to come there. You know what I mean? With open door. So, uh, like, yeah. Gus Box Club is always, you know, always home, you know, home to me as well. Yeah. So, um, when did you go pro? Uh, January 30th, uh, 2016. How was that feeling? Uh, my first fight, man. It was it was crazy. A whole lot of emotions. Uh, man, that was uh, 
man, that was a dream come true. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it was something I worked so hard for. I was and like I was mad because like it ended so fast. Like well, it was the first round knockout. Um, I, I think I got him out of there like in a minute, and like he didn't like. It was off a jab, so I mean, I knew I hit him hard, but I felt like, yo, man, you could have got up. And so, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I, he was I, excited, ain't right? It? Right. You know, I've been working so hard for this, so I'm like, yo, I'm ready to fight. Like, let's do this. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was good though. It was a good experience. Um, and really, it just uh, more motivation to continue to get to where I'm at right now and go further. You said that was 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, what's your record now? Ten, ten and zero. Oh. 10 and 0. Yeah, 10 and 0, five knockouts. All right, so um, you haven't uh, taken a loss professionally yet. Correct. Deontay Wilder just took his first loss. How do you feel about losses? Do you feel like everybody got to be like Floyd uh, Mayweather and be undefeated? No, nah, I mean, that's uh, unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Floyd just, you know, he was blessed with a, with a phenomenal talent. He know he really knows how to swim and not get wet. You know, he, he really knows how to, uh, um, you know, he he was a very uh, good ring general. He had a very mm-hmm. good ring generalship, as well as a very good. Uh, he's a very good businessman when it came to boxing. So, um, I honestly feel like his era is over, as far as the undefeated Floyd Mayweather, uh, era where everybody else got to be undefeated, um, and be world champions in so many different divisions. Um, it's it's great that he was able to do that, but um, you know. It's not, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that was unrealistic. Yeah. Um, you got a lot of champions that's not proving that proving that wrong, you know what I'm saying, as far as taking a loss and coming back and becoming a unified world champion, you know. So, yeah, that's how I look at it, really. Like, it me happens, and, it really um, is how you come back to it, come back from it. Uh, me and my dog, Maine, we uh, did a podcast with Jip. Uh, he actually mentioned your name, too. Yeah, but. Yeah. He was talking about um, when he uh, took his loss, and he was kind of upset about how the city reacted to it. And me personally, like, I remember when he lost, and I think I was in, like, limelight or something. Yeah. And everybody was, like, cheering when he lost. And I was thinking, like, bro, it's just a loss. Yeah, it's not yeah, that serious. Yeah, You're supposed man. to be rooting for this man. He on TV. Exactly. Exactly. That's little bro right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we go back. Um, we definitely go back. It's funny because um, I always looked at him um, – I mean, yeah, naturally, you know, as far as how old I am versus how old he is, I'm the older one. Um, so, of course, that's in effect. But when it came to boxing, professional boxing, you know, it was as if he was the bigger bro because he taught me a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, where, uh, you, you know, even when you ever have differences or when you're always good, you all, you, that's something you can never take away mm-hmm. from that person, just like with my original coach. Those things I can never take away. And, um, yeah. It was bro uh, really showed me a lot of doors where he gave me a lot of opportunities that a lot of people didn't give me and which uh, went out outside of Georgia that really taught me the game. You feel me? And uh, where with that man, you can't. You're never gonna make everybody happy, right? Yeah. You're never gonna make everybody happy. For one, man, you people gotta understand that. Like Justin is still, you know, a, a kid from Augusta, Georgia. Young, some years old that went yeah. to Butler High School, that that you know just so happenedly went to Augusta Boxing Club and could fight, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and then started. Man, I, I I remember this. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when, like I had been doing this. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And like I think he was like 85 pounds. And like I told you, my first fight was like at 85 pounds. So like when he started fighting, I'm like at 119. You know, I'm a little older now, and where uh, 
uh, he he just shoots straight up to the nat- to national gold gloves. That's not a, that's not an easy comp. Uh, that's not an easy tournament to win. Yeah, you feel me? You got to fight like three four times in just your state win. You know what I mean? Then go to the region, fight three four times win. Then go to the nationals, fight, and then you fighting the best people in the country. You know what I'm saying? And fight three or four times. I'm glad you spoke about that because a lot of people don't know how difficult that is. Yes. You feel me? Like, I remember it. I'm like, yo, who the hell is this kid, Justin DeLoach? You feel me? Like, who is this? You know what I mean? I didn't know. You know, I'm from from Hepsiba. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he was from Hepsiba too, but he was training in Augusta Boston Club. That's on a whole different side of town. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, not a lot of kids do that. For one. Mm -hmm. For two, from Augusta. You feel me? So, like, off rip. He was doing stuff that a lot of kids weren't able to do. You know what I mean? Where, you know, he couldn't do nothing but salute him. Then on top of that, as he was growing up, I remember in the amateur ranks, bro was, bro was like doing great. He was doing his thing. He didn't go to a whole lot of national tournaments, but when he did, you heard about Justin Lopes. You feel me? Like, that's that's completely true. Nothing but true. Right? You never can take that away from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, that's why he, I feel like, was a... Car, everybody cars are dealt differently and that's why he got like from the beginning he got that deck he was blessed with that deck but people don't understand that he still had a what I would say other other interests mm-hmm. music things like that yeah. you can't, can't knock that I man think that's why that. so many people in the city hate on him because of that right they want everybody wants you to be this guy or be this or be that you know what I'm saying you can't make everybody happy yeah you know what I'm saying that's all it is that's just how that goes so. that podcast we did though I didn't know that uh he actually got found by um, Al Heyman. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight out of high school. Yeah, straight that's out crazy of, too. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. Everybody cars are dealt different, but you can understand why. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was like like this guy wasn't training or he wasn't doing nothing in the amateurs that was uh, mediocre. It wasn't. Yeah. You feel me? Like it wasn't. So then you know you when when you got that when he got that opportunity, honestly, it was like. That sound about right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's see what he gonna do. And you saw he been doing his thing. He been yeah. doing phenomenal. Like I think he got a fight coming up too. Yeah, March fourteenth on uh, FS One. I'm looking forward. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm definitely you know? tuning so, in. Oh yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my dog. We always talk. You know, he know how I am. I'm. I'm strict. I'm a boxing head. Yeah. I don't do nothing. I don't go out. I don't. Man, I'm. If it ain't boxing, I you don't. You just know. like him. Then you don't drink. Nah, none of man, that. None of that, man. That's not me. I just uh, kids. I, it's funny because he got two boys. I got two girls. You feel me? So yeah, we got that. That's definitely something big that we are able to relate on, inside the ring as well as outside. So you um sign anybody right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm signing uh, Latavia Robeson, uh, Robeson Management, and Roy Jones Jr. Uh, Latavia from um from uh, Destiny's Child. Um, that group, she originally, you know, was singing with them, and then she went with to the um, R&B Divas show, and now she's uh, begun. Uh, my son with her last year actually, and she become a boxing manager. I've been undefeated with her, of course, and um, we're doing, we've been doing our thing. Yeah, you got a good team behind you, dog. Yeah, absolutely. How'd man. you link up with uh, um, Roy Jones? Roy, man, oh man, when I say God, bro, like it was, uh, it was big. I tell you, um, man, like. It was during the time, man, where I was an eight and zero, and um, me and my like like I had my original coach, but we really wasn't like like you know what I'm saying. Was, like I said from the beginning, even the amateurs, we were off and on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even despite the the uh, Iraq tour, 
Um, so, you know, at that time, I didn't have a manager. I had a manager, but me and him uh, separated, like, when I was 4 and And it wasn't on any bad things. It's just, like like I said, I'm uh, I'm big on my parents uh, raised me to be independent and, you know, make decisions upon myself. So, you know, I felt like, you know, watching what he was doing, I felt like I was intelligent enough to be able to do that with my own career. Cause my career, my boxing is almost equivalent as my babies. You feel me? Almost. So uh, basically, uh, some told me um, I saw I saw one of our fighters, uh, one of my old teammates, um, Patrick Riley. I seen him. He was actually getting ready ready to fight Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson, you know, is a bad boy. He's a world champion right now, and um, he's a uh, he was also like a silver medalist Olympian. In which um, one thing that me and him relating is we both tall, tall and skinny and long. You know, however he fights at a lower weight class than me, like one twenty six. In which, um, when I saw this, where you at right now? On 130, 130, okay. 135. Okay. Um. So yeah, when I saw this, I'm like, um, man, I'm already looking at it like I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but I need to stay boxing. Like, I don't know how to function without boxing. You know. So like, um, I when I saw it, I was like, well, I know, I know Pat don't have anybody around him that's just like Shakur that can that um to spar. Now, I'm not a southpaw, but I was like, I'm in shape, and I I, mean, I can get on YouTube, I can watch some videos, I can shadow box a little bit, and which southpaw, southpaw is just switching, you know, fighting left-handed versus right-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you're in shape, man, your mental your mental capability can really do anything you tell it to do, honestly. Yeah, when I thought about not, that today. Well, yeah, when you're not in shape, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you're thinking about being tired, so you know you really can't function too like you want to. So, I mean, basically, that's what it was. That's as far as what I decided to do. I was like, all right, well, um, could we, we trained together before. So I called um, my coach, uh, Coach Deshaun. I was like, yo, Coach, I, I know um, Pat getting ready to fight. Who y'all got sparring? Um, and I was like, I know y'all ain't got too many people. Like, only people like that around here is me. You know, he was like, yeah, you're right. Um, come down. Come down. You can, um, I put you, give you a place to stay, but make sure you're straight. Solid, boom, let's do it. And so, um, I made it down there one weekend, and um, we sparred the first day. They had I um actually flew uh Jesse Reed. That's a uh, like probably you know in the future Hall of Fame coach. He trained Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, a lot of old school fighters from New York. I mean, well, he's from New York, mm-hmm. in which uh he brought down this one fighter, um, named um James Wilkins, Crunch Time, in which um is. You know he's straight from uh straight from New York. You know gully gully kid. You know that, that been through the slums. You know so he's actually like, you know this is all he had, this is all he got. You know what I mean? So uh, when they brought him down, they basically had a set where it was me and him to spar Pat. You know what I mean? Pat was getting ready to do like an eight round fight, so he prepares like it's a ten round fight, five and five, in which uh you know he I first get in there. First five rounds, you know, I'm doing good at South Park. He really couldn't touch me because of how long I am. And I was actually, you know, aware enough every time he came in to, you know, keep him off me. And which crunch time wasn't the opposite. He didn't even switch South Park. He just came in banging. And which it was to the point where I really gave Patrick, you know, my dog, like, um, or I would say, like, you know, a different type of work versus the work that uh, Pat, I mean, the, the work that crunch gave him. Yeah. And which, you know, at that point, you know, Coach Deshaun was like, all right, that's not really what we was looking for right now. You know what I mean? Y'all just work. You know, we're going to take Pat out. You and Fernando just work. 
and you know me and Crunch Time, we 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 went at each other head. You know what I mean? They made us go like right after we didn't did rounds with Pat, we went at each other head for maybe six rounds straight, mm. and which it was tit for tat. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting I'm I'm getting some, he getting some, and so then boom, we go the next day. Um, and then once we get ready, to, uh, the next day it was like y'all come back. We want to see y'all spar again, solid. And which this at this point, this is when I'm learning that uh, Crunch Time is already one of Roy Jones' fighters. You know what I mean? He's in uh, in which he's just right now with Jesse Reed, but he's on the way back to Roy's right now in Florida. So um, the next day come and we go at each other head again. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Pat didn't come to spar that day. So you know it, it was like, well, you from Augusta. He's all the way from New York. We ain't bring y'all here for nothing. So we went at it. We went at it again, and it, it was it was the same way. You know what I mean? Fireworks, in which you know at that point we gained each other respect. You know what I mean? Where he like, man, yo, when I'm at Roy's, I don't really have nobody my weight um, to spar on which I do. They really ain't on my level. Where you, I feel like I can learn a lot from you. Vice versa, I'ma talk to Roy. I want you to come down, and I'm like, yo, like I'm taking that seriously. Like for real, let's make that happen. And um, make a long story short, uh, it was like that's basically where the the road started. You know, started building. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. afterwards, I had a daughter. My daughter was on the um, was was uh, my, her mom was pregnant. You know what I mean? She was on the way, so it was like uh, he hit me up and was like, "Yo, come down." It was like the first week of May, and I'm like, "Bet." Car packed up. I was working half a day at work, and I was gonna get on the road. Boom, had the address and everything. And uh, before I even made the lunch, her mom called me, yo, to, it's, it's time. She's coming. I'm on the way to the hospital right now. And I'm like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? So, like, like I go to the hospital. I FaceTime Roy and Crunch. And I'm like, yo, I'm at the hospital right now. My daughter's coming. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm definitely coming. But I ain't going to be able to come right now. You know what I mean? And um, my daughter was born that day, May 7th. And, um... Right after that, I like you know I had a maternity leave, so I spent the whole month with my um with my newborn, and then literally literally a month later, I, I made made the trip down there, and uh, man, it was awesome, man. Like it was awesome. Um, I learned so much because as soon as I got there, you know, this is a five-time world champion, and I'm coming to his house, typing in the cold, like seeing his whole estate. It's like wow, man, like. He got this from boxing. Like, this man never had a job. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, all he got it from is his hands. Inspirational, man. But, man, it's crazy. And then when you get to the gym, he working with everybody. And it ain't, like, on no, like, superstardom type stuff. Like, nah, we, we working. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, uh, that's, that's basically how it started. That's how it started. And from there, you know, Roy put me to test. You know, he put me to the test with sparring one of his guys. And I did good, and he told me, you know, I told him after, uh, like, when it was time for me to come leave, because I stayed there for about a week, you know, living at living in the gym, um, chasing chickens, everything. Yeah, I seen you on uh, on IG, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yep, chasing chickens, doing all that, man, waking up the chickens, all of that. Like, man, if you look at my car and look on top of my hood, you'll see, like, the little pecs. Like, they didn't pick my paint. Like, yeah. <laughs> after that, I was like, you know what? Man, I got to find something else to do. But, um, yeah, I, and I, I told him, like, yo, right now, I really ain't got no coach. I don't have no manager. I'm 8-0. and You know, I mean, I can fight. What what should I do? And Roy told me straight up, give me six months. Like, don't take no more fights. Um, 
and just keep coming down here. I was, and he was like, and he was like, get my number, and we set it up. And from there on, that's that's what happened. And he kept his word, man. Six months later, six months later was when um, Pacquiao and Bronson was getting ready to fight. Yeah, remember that weekend? Uh huh. Roy was there, right? I was at his house. He called me while he was there, and uh, had me on three way, and uh, we set it up. Got me, got me a contract right there and then. Yeah, I seen. I think you made the announcement on Facebook. You posted a picture, and everybody was happy as hell. Yeah, you. man, it was crazy, yeah. man. It was, I was, it was big for me. It was really big, so I enjoyed it. But it was a lot of just motivation. I knew that uh, expectations was high, so it really just made me like grind harder. You know, grind a lot harder. Bro, what um kept you motivated up to that point though? Because I know it's been times you probably want to quit boxing because of life things. Man, like. Mm. The will to win, bro. The will to win. One thing with boxing, everybody get their chance. I've mm -hmm. learned that. I don't, I don't, man, you could be the sorriest fighter. Everybody gets their chance. It's just that who's the one, the ones that stay down, who prevail. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a lot. I got a lot of, I got a lot of friends, you know what I mean? That aren't at the, are not at the best, at the top of the totem pole. However, they had the opportunities to fight there and they fell short. But they right now climbing back up, you know what I mean? And which you got, it'll be times where like, like prime, prime example, everybody, like a lot of people, uh, like basically try to write, write Justin off. You feel mm -hmm. me? And which I love the analogy he made. Um, I don't know if it was your podcast or one where he was like, it's like a bad season. You know what I mean? Now watch me this next season. Like I never yeah, heard nobody yeah, speak that's of that. Main podcast. I was I, on yeah. there though. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I never heard. I never heard no anybody uh, make an analogy like that to to boxing. Mm -hmm. However, when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that makes so much of sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes a lot of sense. And where it's just uh, like a lot of people ask me like, man, you think it's done, right? You think he over it? Like what, man? Bruh still got like what? Bruh's 25. He still got a whole. Career to start, you know. What I saying? think he just turned twenty five. Yeah, so exactly. He just had a birthday. You got some people that just they started their career at twenty six and became a world champion. Sergio Martinez, you feel me? Like just so, any, if anybody be like who, you know what I mean? Like you got, and I may not be exact, <laughs> but yes, he started old. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, you can't write anybody off like that. Whereas, like just like also, Jip hasn't gone through a lot of wars, so it's not like he old twenty five. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So it's like man. That's when you just got people that don't know very much about boxing, and where I just never been the person to put my opinion out too much because I don't like people to uh, voice their opinion upon my opinion. Yeah, so that's why I keep I keep it to myself. I know that you're real quiet on social media too. Yeah, man, and that's why. That's that's exactly. Um, oh no, I got it. Uh, my dog, man. I talk. I tell him all the time. Like, however, you can't tell a grown man how they. To, handle their business and how they do their social media but like I'd be like yo like you want people to take you serious right yeah. so when you when you um, I like portraying a different image on social media and then when it's time to be serious you can't expect people to take you serious for one for two when you when you're doing when you're doing like stuff beyond under your age on social media you can't be surprised if you got people feeling comfortable enough to try you on that level, you can't. You feel me? Where then at that point, it's like, you know, you can say something to somebody. 
maybe once or twice, and then it's like, that's your business. I'm going to let you handle that. You know what I mean? If anything, I just be the, uh, show the example. And which that's how I am, man. Like, I, um, I'm a fighter. I am a fighter. Like, I uh, I try to be the best role model I am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can be. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm got, like, demons in me or nothing like that. Yeah. However, you can't have expectations if, for me to respond a certain type of way if you come at me a certain type of way, right? So to just band-aid all of that and keep it away, you know what I'm saying? I just try to, you know, I use social media as what it's for, a tool. Only time you really see me on social media is fight time, boxing time. Marketing. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't even like showing my babies off too much anymore. You know what I mean? Like, um, and because I have my reasons, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even relationships, I got in trouble for that, but it's like still that doesn't change. I don't like showing that type of stuff on social media. Some things you you uh, just want to keep private, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. I feel you know, I'm the same way. It's so much in this world right now, man. You can't feel too comfortable, man. You can't give everybody everything. So, yeah, man, that's how it is. So, do you get on uh, social media every day? Yeah, 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 I do. Okay. I do, honestly. Like, I, um, I'm on there, man. I, you know, I use mo- most of the stuff I follow is boxing. So, you know, I watch a lot of boxing stuff. Um, you know, the funny videos, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the group chats, I'm usually the one that be at work that ain't got nothing to do. So I'm, I'm forwarding the group, the little funny videos. Me uh-huh. and my pops do that. So yeah, I be on there a lot. I just don't, um, I just don't politic on it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't like the voice, even like if I feel some type of way. Um, nah. And also, I'm big on, uh, I had arguments actually, like some family members where, and I had to understand their point of view too. I don't like um, like wishing happy birthdays and like doing things like that on social media. I'd rather do it to you directly. I like, think it's weird too, dog. Yes, like, like those birthday shoutouts. Yeah, I don't like that, man. Yeah. Because it's like, man, especially like when there's people that you would expect more from. Not even like a present, but like if they're like a significant other, uh-huh. besides like a significant other, but like a mother, a father, like somebody that's close to you. I gotta be like, man, call me. Everybody can hit me up on social media. You actually have my number. Yeah. Everybody don't have my number, you know what I mean? <laughs> and which I had to kind of explain that, but then they had to explain to me too that, you know, we have a lot of family everywhere. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we be responding everywhere. And before it just happened on that, we, we got this. And we are just like, okay, I see what you're saying. But you still can call me though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just how I am. And, and I'm the same way where I, I see all these posts. Happy birthday, happy birthday. I will not. Like, some people feel some type of way, I guess, outside looking in. Like, man, Fernando didn't even like, he didn't even comment on it. I know I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But I bet you I was the very first person, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do my things my way. Yeah. A lot of people take that social media stuff serious. But I only asked you about the social media thing because I went to your crib the other day, and um, I noticed you had a a library you're starting at your crib. Yes, sir. And I was like, you know, I read a lot of books. Yeah. Most of the time, people that read a lot of books, they don't too much, like, nah, mess nah. around with social media like that. Nah, nah, nah. And I'll be on it. I can't lie, act like yeah. that. Because, I mean, if anything, you have, like, like an ex, if you're like, what? Fernando was always on it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, like, no, nah, it doesn't run me. You know what I mean? Like, I saw one post saying where it was, like, uh, uh, the only people... That um, that like live. The only people that say that they uh 
gotta like take breaks off of social media and fall back on the ones that like really live it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they be like, I'm just here for the laughs. And where it's like that's really where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like I'm the same way. If it ain't on business, man, I'd be on there laughing. Like it'd be funny videos. But think about it, those people that do get consumed in social media like that, their life is terrible and scary. Like it's some people out there that think like the coronavirus is seriously about to kill them. I just shared somebody post and I asked them to uh make it public and uh it was a girl, she said something like, Uh, I'm calling it now, this coronavirus is the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah man that's real life for some people and that's the thing and and that's <laughs> one of the things why I got so many of the books that I got is because mm. I don't even like to have conversations about things that I'm ignorant on and which some people take the word ignorant as a disrespectful word it's really not it's just sometimes you just don't know maybe you should know and you just don't know you know what I mean and which that's one of those things where if I don't know much about it I don't like people telling me about it like I don't like that. I don't, I don't like to have to learn something from hearsay Mm-hmm. So that's why I go get the book. And then, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I read it so I can develop my own opinion. And so then when I have somebody that got have have an uh, educated opinion about something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do it all the time where I be like, yo, you know what? Let's talk about this at a different time. Let me tighten up real quick. Yeah. And then I come back to them. Let, let's, let's build. Let's build real quick. Bro, that's the beauty of being educated. But, I was just talking to one of my homies before uh, um, you came to do the podcast. He was talking to me about the social construct of uh, black and white. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, the crazy thing about it is people have this thing in their in their head of what being black is. Mm-hmm. And what they think being black is, I think it's just horrible. And they don't even understand that's a social construct. What, man? <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy because everybody has their opinions. Everybody has their... Uh, I think we were talking the other night about the black community. And yeah. I was just like, nah, that ain't it. That's not what the black community is. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's why the reason why is because it's so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's so many different eyes we got two. You know what I mean? And then it's two on each person. So I mean, it's like you know, oh man. Then on top of that, when you have the black community, but then you have, but you're still within the same community, but the black mixed community. You feel me? That's at multicultures. Yeah. Is a. Uh, it's a complicated thing, you know what I mean? And which um, I really just try my best to educate myself most on it, on things, you know what I mean? Because I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't have the best opinion, so I can't say, like, oh, this is what it is. This is right. Boom. Yeah. But, uh, man, I know that's definitely it's something I have actually, like, had a personally experience. You feel me? So I, I, like, I, I feel like that may be something that I've been um, – Working on next, like that may be like my next book. You know what I mean? Like how to deal with multiculturalism in a black community or something. I know it's a book out there. Cause that's how I find mine. Honestly, like I have a question and I just Google it. And then after I Google it, I um just look at the reviews. You know what I mean? Unless unless something like reading one book kind of inspired me to go look at these others. You know what I'm saying? Cause other books done that a lot too. So yeah, yeah. That's What's the I last think. book you read? Um, well, the, the last book I finished, because uh, I'm currently really reading the Iliad, mm-hmm. a little Greek mythology, you know, like, cause I, uh, man, you know, I like, I always like Greek mythology. I always been big on it. Um, but I ain't pay attention to school. Um, as far as like, <laughs> like, man, I ain't paid, I got, I, I passed the class, but the book, I really didn't pay attention. So like, I went ahead and bought that and I read, I'm reading that right now. Um, however, the book I just finished. 
I want to say it, it's either I'm I'm the worst on authors, but I got the titles down pat. It's either Mind Gym, which is like a um, which is like a a, a self mental excellence book, mm-hmm. inner excellence. You know what I mean? Mental strength, really, and which is a solid book. I really uh, suggest any boxer. I um I post it on my page. Any boxer that's serious about this their uh, career, I I would say they should take a look at Mind Gym. It don't have nothing to do with boxing, but the mental is everything about boxing, so it definitely helps. Um, however, I think the one before then, um, I, I don't stop reading, bro. So it's like, I think the Alchemist. You shouldn't either. Nah, exactly. Like, I think I finished the Alchemist, but I think that was like three books ago. And like, after the Alchemist, it was like down these mean streets. I read that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. See, it's a, it's a good book. It's short, yeah. but it's, it's solid. Uh-huh. Um, the Alchemist, uh, down these mean streets. Um. Oh man, see, bro, it's Rakim, good. the Rakim joint. Oh yeah, 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 the Rakim yeah, joint. Yeah. I haven't read that one, but I had planned on it. It's kind of short, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's actually real good. And then, like, I've been um for the past couple of years, I've been interested in um, I've been like, it just been having my eye like as far as like in uh Nation of Islam, you know what I mean? Uh, Fruit of Islam, um, uh, Five Percenters. Mm-hmm. Like, I've really been like learning about that. Really been looking into it. And like before I have like before I even talk about it or speak on it, I, I read and so like you know I think I got a couple of books on them, you know what I mean. And what that was really one of the reasons where I mean I always like Rakim, but that was one of the reasons why I even got him on my iTunes now, because he got albums that's like strictly nothing but about five percenters stuff like that. So, yeah. I, um, I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of reading and staying educated because whenever your mind is sharp, everything else follows. Solid. A lot of people don't know that. What man, it's crazy. And then what's so good about it is that uh, you know, especially people that have kids, these kids they gotta go to school. And mm-hmm. like, man, like right now my daughter's like in eighth grade. I mean not in eighth grade, she's eight years old, um, in the second grade where yeah, like they straight up reading, reading, you know what I mean? Where like like, you know what I'm saying, for the past couple of holidays, I'm buying Amelia Bethelia, Judy B. Jones, you feel me? Like the the series, the in cases, you feel me? Like I'm that daddy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and my hey baby girl running through him, she's running through him, and her words per minute is like always improving. And which it's not like I'm a I have to portray an image in front of her. Neither neither do her mom. As far as like if we read, you feel me? Like she see the books. Like if you was looking, you see she got her little. Her little stack right there. Yeah. Daddy just got to get the bookshelf. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she got her Judy B. Jones down there too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's just man. That's just some man. You know, I'm proud of, and which is a, is an ongoing mission until she's graduated out of high school and into college. So it's like I'm just on that mission. Like Obama said, we gotta take care of them kids. What man? I'm telling <laughs> you, you got to man. Cause I'm starting to see like now that I'm a little bit older, I'm starting to see how what these younger kids are becoming. And then also looking at the women, you know what I'm saying? You look at what their parents, how their parents are versus what they were raised in and what you was raised in. Man, I just be like, you know what? Like, I, I don't want mine to be in that section. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's actually a direct reflection of who people are. And the conversation I was talking about earlier, I had right before you came here, yeah. that's what we were talking about with the, uh, the black and white uh, social construct. We were talking about the people that we grew up with how we all lived in the same exact environment, but mm-hmm. for some reason, some people feel like they just had it so much worse. 
And they yeah. actually had it better. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's so true. And then, but you know what's so funny is I think, like, experience proved you wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, Pete, like, like man, it's so funny with my uh, my daughter, my first daughter's mom. Like, like we met in college. We met at Augusta State when it was ASU. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, like, you know, she, you know, we clicked automatically. We are cool and everything. However, I used to always, like, just mess with it, talk trash. Because she was from Statesboro, you know, so I was like, oh, you're a country bum. Yeah, country. You know I mean? Like, yo, country bum. I went like, to school out of it. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, you, you came over here. Like, this mm-hmm. is the most you ever see. And, like, for years, I used to always mess with her about that, you know, like, for years. In which, uh, you know, like, I like I couldn't stand being out there or nothing. However, man, now that my daughter, like, you know, now, like, this is over 10 years later. I have an eight-year-old there, like, that's one of the most grateful things. Like, that's one of the most things I'm most grateful for as far as being out there, you know what I mean? Because, like, yes, like, she's surrounded by her family. Like, yes, they live in, like, a circle, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? In which uh, her mom has tremendous support, in which, like, my daughter has a lot of street sense. You feel me? Like, she got a lot of, she she learns a lot of, and what I call street sense is, like, she just have, like, a lot of common sense as far as, uh, Things that you won't learn in school. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, my baby know how to fry eggs. She know how to scramble eggs. You know, she know the difference between we, we need this, we need to save this amount of money so I can get this goal. Like, she follows her mother. Like, everything her mother does, she wants to do. So it's like, it's, it's awesome. Where, like, in the city, you got so many different things that can kind of distract you from having those yeah. things. Like, you know what I'm saying? When my baby girl come home, bro, she bring a needle and, and, uh, and yarn, bro. Like mm-hmm. she, they, they straight up uh, crochet. You feel me? Like and like uh, now, her mom has a straight up business. You know what I mean? Where like her, her logo gonna be on my next uniform. You know, like it's, it's, it's solid. It's an LLC. Like it's, it makes me proud. You know what I mean? And so then you know you you be like, man, with my daughter being out there, she's learning so much more. She's uh, interested. Like stuff have. You know what I'm saying? Like, different things have her uh, mind versus a lot of things that you have in the city. So Yeah, because out here we kind of, like you said, get distracted by Easily, stuff man. that don't matter and, and, you know, focus on stuff that we really shouldn't get the time to. Easily. Very <laughs> easily, man. But yeah. out there, I think she'll develop, like, a lot of family values, too. Exactly. Like, when she FaceTimed me uh, yesterday, Daddy, guess what I'm doing? And she, uh, she, what babysitting her, her cousin, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And which cousin, like, uh, he, he was born preemie, so he stayed in the hospital for a couple of months. So he just coming home. So, of course, the family's happy. And was like, you know, that's one of the things she, like, looking forward to doing. Like, like that's all she wanted me to see. And, yeah. which, you know, it, it, was, it was cool because she has two little sisters now as well. She's a big helper all the way around, you know what I mean? So I love it. I love it. I love it as far as, like, what she's growing into. And I know it's as far as because of the environment she got, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Do you think things would be different if she grew up out here? Um, it's funny because she asked me. Uh, she was like, uh, asked. She was like, Daddy, you know, I be, I want to go. I want to go to school with you. I want to stay with you. And which, um, I don't think it would be different because it would be the same type of parents and rearing that me and her mom does. But like, um, as far as like our schedule, like I travel a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I leave, I leave, uh, I leave uh, town for weeks and weeks at a time. You know what I mean? Especially when it's time for fight time, I'm not really able to like, you know what I'm saying? Get my babies like I want to. So like that's something that kind of handicaps me 
to be able to do that. But uh, her support system is so tremendous out there. I don't know if I would be able to reciprocate that because of my mom. And, like, I only really got my mom as far as that can be able to be that support on a day-to-day basis. So Yeah, so yeah. that's the first uh, the perfect place for her. right. It's and that's why I said like I used to talk trash back in the day, uh, but now man I'd be like, thank you. you know what I mean? but, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But bro, I want to talk about too. Um, you told me the other day that you eat a pack of candy before every fight. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Where that come from? That's dog? my ritual, y'all, man. Like I'm, I think the fight that that did it. The fight that, all right, like, because I'm always been a candy man. Like, anybody can that will tell you, especially people in high school, they'll tell you, like, literally, like, I was the candy man. I sold candy from, like, 10th grade to graduation. Um, however, um, man, I always just love gummies. That's just been my thing. But one time I fought. I fought in Atlanta. I fought in Atlanta um, at Hard Knocks Gym. And Mike Tyson was there. Andy Vander Holyfield was there. And, like, I had some gummies, and, like, I was just, like, my coach let me wear these, like, nice and nice trunks, you know what I mean? Because, like, that was the thing. Like, we had, like, different, like, um, what I would say, uh, incentives. Yeah. As far as, like, for fights, you know what I mean? Like, until you prove yourself, you got to fight in these yellow, ugly trunks. And then once you prove yourself, you can fight in these nice joints. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it had got to that point where he was like, hey, you know what, Nando, you can go ahead and grab the Havocs. So I'm like, okay, solid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's going down. And which, oh, man, like, that was that was my coming out fight. Like, I believe that was when I had, uh, like, first became open. And when you become open, that's when, like, uh, after 16, um, it don't matter who you fight. Like, you fight in your same weight class, but there's no age limit anymore mm-hmm. or, or uh, experience limit, like. You know what I mean? If you open, you fight anybody. And so that's where it was at. And where, uh, oh, man, like, me and me and the guy, I can't remember his name, but we was rocking. Like, we were rocking. I had got him, like, a couple eight counts. Then he hurt me. And then I, I got back right, came back. Like, and then I ended up getting, like, fight of the night. And, like, this is fight of the night in front of Mike Tyson and uh, Evander Holyfield. Mm. In which, uh, man, like, I had gummies before that fight. <laughs> ever since then, bro, like, ever since then, like, I got to have some gummies. That's just me. Like, and it's funny because I don't even eat them. Like, I, like sometimes, yeah, you'll catch me with them, like, in camp and stuff, training, but I don't even eat them until, like, it's fight time. So it's, like, just a special occasion type stuff? Well, like, because before the fight, I'm on my diet, cutting weight. So yeah, I really can't. so you can't, yeah. Right. But, like, yeah, yeah, like, because, oh, yeah, man, if, um... Like, when I'm not getting ready for fight time, I always got them. I always got some What do you eat on the regular Um, during fight time and training? Oh, man. Uh, like, I make meal preps. So, it's like a lot of grilled chicken, green vegetables, um, roasted potatoes, uh, asparagus, broccoli. Um, not much sodium, really. Because I don't have a lot of fat. Low carbs, too? No, nah, really. I don't care about the carbs, honestly, because I need them. Yeah. Because I'm so small already. It be mainly the sodium. And because you know sodium contain holds water, mm-hmm. and which come fight time, that's basically what we are doing is dehydrating ourselves. You know, basically turning the grape into a raisin. And so, uh, yeah, I really do away with the sodium, a lot of water. You know what I mean? Um, and I get down like that. A lot of fruit, you know, fish, chicken, and 
Smoke what the gummies do to you before the fight, since it got a lot of sugar in it. I, bro, I think it just get me right, bro. Like I just I love gummies, so like like you know, like I'm not that fighter, like yo, I'm I'm not that fighter that like be like in the corner mad, sweating, like like man, I'd be happy, like cause yeah. yo, this is what we've been looking forward to. Like I've been spending all this time away from my family to come to this. You feel me? Like, oh, bro, there's six flags. You feel me? Like that's why if you see before fights, like when I walk to the ring, I got a big old smile on my face. Cause like I'm waiting. It's like I'm now. I'm finally about to get on this ride. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting in the front. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's how it is for me. So, like with the gummies, I guess the gummies get me there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause yes, of course it's serious. It's serious business, man. Like, boxing is a sport that you gotta have a lot of respect for. You got. Bro, so what you think happened when fighters lose their like thrill for for uh, boxing? Like, I don't know if you've seen. Um, you were just talking about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, he got a podcast called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was on there crying, talking about how, like, you know, um, I hate that person I used to be, and now I'm just nothing or whatever. What you think, like, happens in those situations where fighters lose the thrill to fight? Well, I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily him losing the thrill to fight. As far as that, like, as far as him saying that he was nothing, like, mm-hmm. man, you gotta remember, bro. Like, this is something we've been doing since we were little kids. Right, and where we've been crossed out for like a little bit of everything else, you know what I mean? Where he was getting so many type of like different type of problems as far as like uh, juvenile, and which like this is where something that he was doing, where he was celebrated upon, you know what I mean? Like man, you know how good it feel when you in that ring and you win. Like first of all, hitting somebody, but then you win, and like. Everybody just scream your name, bro. Everybody just scream your name. Like everybody just happy for you. Like everybody's now your brother. Everybody's now your cousin. Everybody now <laughs> yeah. knows you. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. everybody went to elementary school with you. And which right there at that moment, bro, like it's cool. I I don't I know these things and I'm aware of all of this, but it's cool and uh, like some boxers live for that. Some you know what I mean some boxers live for that. So you got to think about it when we not getting that no more. When we're not having that thrill no more, we're not getting celebrated upon no more. It's like, yo, what am I here for? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, dang. So, I, I like, when he was saying those things, honestly, bro, I didn't even really want to watch it. Like, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a little clip of it because I know it was, like, two-plus hours, uh-huh. and which is something I eventually will watch. But, like, like I know where you're where you coming from because, like, that's how I feel when I can't train, when I can't fight, like, when I'm something's holding me back, something's deterring me. So I, I can uh, I can definitely understand. Uh, what about I, the part about the uh, killer instinct? You gotta have a killer instinct. Nah, I mean he was talking about how like um, I don't want to misquote him, but basically it's something like he felt like he was always a killer, and that's what people want to see him do. So if it wasn't for boxing, then he'll just be on the street killing people. And that's definitely possible. And the reason why is because, like I said, everybody was raised different. Everybody came into the ports in the sport different like mm-hmm. Mike Tyson man man this dude was 15, 15, 14 15 years old looking like a grown man tearing stuff down tearing yeah. everything down you feel me so it was like yeah like if custom model didn't take him up to Catskill you know what I'm saying who knows you feel me like man he didn't he was doing stuff like man they they had they had to do stuff to him to like change his whole mental like you know, custom model changed his mental to that to that type yeah. of like you know, mental warfare, 
art of war type because like man you gotta go like you gotta be willing you gotta be able to take yourself you know so mentally to a different place in this sport bro you got to to survive you got to if not man like everybody you know what i'm saying like that's when you kind of de determine who, who the ones that got it who the ones who ain't got it and so yeah i noticed a lot of ufc fighters when they start losing it and they still fighting they get hurt in the octagon mm-hmm bad yeah. too yeah and it's just like in boxing like since i fought in october man like three fighters in past and since i fought in mexico in april like six fighters in past mm. so i mean like yo for people are dying in that ring like it's real it's real like yeah you, know, you a lot of people don't think about the times when you got some of these fighters parents bro like my dad my dad see these articles and stuff and he's straight up uh forward them to me like hey like look at this like how you think i feel knowing that my dad like how you think i'm think what i'm thinking that my dad's thinking sending me this you know what i mean like survival instincts start kicking in what man that's why i was like yo man in boxing you you we not in there to please the fans like yes ultimately the fans are paying paying and getting us in the, our, in the seats and stuff but i know as long as i keep getting w's as long as i keep winning i can pro provide for my family now as long as i keep trying to entertain y'all i may not be able to do that for long yeah you feel me and that's the same thing with people talking about floyd mayweather it's like you're not supposed to want to get hit no <laughs> like i said swimming and swim learn how to swim and not get wet like think about it like this table being a square and you got another grown man in it and for whole three minutes you're able to be in the square and not let this man touch you at all yeah floyd would do things like people don't think of that like that's what floyd was doing you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, he was touching you. He was touching you and touching you and touching you. You know, so it's... They don't understand what kind of skill that takes. Right. Exactly. Because they don't understand boxing. Right. And the only thing about... I feel like the only reason why a lot of people don't give uh, Floyd that uh, that uh, recognition or that... Under, like, or, you know, give him that, that credit is because of his, his persona yeah. outside the ring. The cockiness. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily the cockiness, because I, I mean, everybody have their own, dis, uh, their own um, opinion, mm -hmm. but it's just his persona as far as like his past, you know what I'm saying, like what he does now with the money, what he did then with the money, you know, like just things like his life, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Prime example. I know with, what you're saying. With Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson did a lot of the same stuff, worse. You feel me? You know what I'm saying. So it's like just that persona. Um, and I'm just saying, when I bring up Mike Tyson, I'm not saying now because everybody loves him now. He's a totally different guy. You know, he's in that different stage in his life where he's dropping jewels. And, he, you know, he's able to, like, you know, go down memory lane. And he building off of it. That's what high boxing is, mm -hmm. you know. However, uh, back then, you know, with the Vanessa Williams trial and all that, he wasn't. Which was unfortunate. Right. A lot of people wasn't his favorite guy. You know, and that's the same thing with Floyd. Um, but that's why I said in the beginning, man, we are fighters. So with us being fighters, you can't have that expectation for us to be this great person either. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that every fighter got something super deep in them. That's that's why they want to fight. But 
all those situations is sad because you never know what really happened. I'm not one of them people to just jump up and start judging and be like, oh, yeah, they definitely hit those women. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. Right. So I can't cast no judgment. Absolutely. And, I mean, I look at it like, I look at it as, like, the news gives sometimes, a lot of times gives propaganda and also gives facts. However, there's a lot of times where we don't even have, we don't even have an idea of what is the truth or, you know what I'm saying, the entire the entire uh, gist of the story. We really don't know. They could be just giving us a section of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, with that, like, I honestly, like, that's why I be ignorant to a lot of news stuff because I feel like they're only telling us what they want to tell us from the beginning. So why am I even going to entertain this? And, like, I feel like it's like a woman trying to figure out a woman. <laughs> that's one of my favorite topics because I know I don't know. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, want, I want somebody to tell me. That they can figure out a woman, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that they know every all the answers. No, they don't, man. Come on, no, you don't. Like, we don't even know what they want to eat tonight. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We don't know what they really wanted last night. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? So it's like I feel like that's the same way with like these uh like politics and like the stuff that they tell us. Like trying, you will hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. You will hurt yourself. And what you at that time, man? I'm so like, I'm so selfish sometimes with my with my mental like time, like. I'm not about to think about that for too long. I'm yeah. not. I'm not about to use that much energy on it for what? Like that's just, that's how I feel about scary movies. That's why I don't watch them. Like that's how I feel about conspiracy theories. Why? <laughs> for what? And they so creative with it too. And I'm like, why you ain't take all that creativeness and put it towards something more positive? Right. Because and honestly, I I accepted that I accepted the fact that it sounds good. That's just like. That the, the conspiracy theory of Tupac still being alive in Cuba or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, that sounds good. And it was so funny because I heard an uh, interview with Snoop Dogg when they asked him about it, in which it was the realest. He was like, uh, because, like, they asked him about it. And they was like, what do you think about that, that he's still alive and that they're doing a show on this and all this? And he was like, because it's, that's what it is. It's, that's good TV. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's entertaining. You you have a, you're gonna have a lot of people pay for it, and, and you know what I'm saying, or pay for the network. And they're gonna sit back and watch it and be looking forward to seeing every episode. Once when all of this is a complete conspiracy theory, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just a theory. Like, like man, you know, I just I just feel like I ain't got time to be thinking about that stuff too hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I, that is a, a, I feel like that's a perfect example. That right yeah, there. I don't blame you because I'm not thinking about that neither. Though I'm trying to get these podcasts out. I know you're trying to uh, look forward to your next fight. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just like even with like other fights. Um, if I know I got a fight coming up, I don't even like to converse or talk about another fight afterwards. You know what I mean? Like I'm so like tunnel step, vision. Yeah, I'm so tunnel vision and step by step. Whereas like like I I, I be sometimes I would say um. Stubborn, you know what I mean? Cause I be like, I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you go ahead and go talk to them. Like, if anything, I have my management. I go ahead and talk to them about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right now, this is where I'm at. You know, that's just how I am, man. So. That's good. You got that team though, so you can just focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having people trying to come directly to you. Yeah, yeah. Cause once upon a time, I had to. You know what I'm saying? Like. My my original manager got me from one and oh to four. I mean, from zero to four and oh. You feel me? Mm -hmm. In which he was at the same time he was teaching me the game. Like 
he wasn't just doing it and keeping me in the dark. Like, like I, I, I'm so grateful for him. Like, it was times where, like, he was negotiating for me. I had to do conversations and where he would have me on three-way and which sometimes the promoter, the matchmaker, wouldn't have no clue that I'm on the phone. You feel me? And which it wasn't like we were doing any things, like, on the, on the, like, what I would say, um, trifling or anything. Yeah. But honestly, like, he was just teaching me the game. Like, he honestly was just having me on the line so he wouldn't have to repeat. You know what I mean? Which I, re- I respected that so much because then it was never him having to tell me what they said. I, it was never, so what did they say again? It was, you heard what they said. You know what I'm saying? So, but look, this is what we got out of it. You know what I mean? Like, so this is what we got to do. And we, they really taught me the ropes. And then, like, you know, after I was four and old, I wasn't moving the way I wanted to be moved. You feel me? So I felt like I could pull the reins. And that's what I did. And which I, from five and old to eight and old, that's what I got myself that way as far as on the business tip. And um, as far as with that, I've, I've learned, like, that's why I tell a lot of fighters who haven't had to do that before, like, yo, you better be grateful for what you got because they're having to go through, they're having to spend those hours on the phone or, like, they have to spend those hours searching for opponents or, like, searching for hotel rooms, flights that you ain't got to do. You, like, they're going through arguments and negotiations that you ain't got to even hear about. So it's worth the money? That's a good question because sometimes it is. And then, I mean, as far as, like, it depends because it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It depends on, like, how beneficial the management is doing for you. Like, what else are they doing? Because there's a lot of the things that you could be doing for yourself. You know what I mean? And which, that's why I've learned, you know, with my previous experiences before then because you could be a signed fighter. I've been a signed fighter before I even turned pro. You know what I mean? But that didn't mean nothing. It didn't mean nothing at all. Like, it sounds good, but everything that's, it all depends on what's on that contract, but not only what's on that contract, because contracts aren't nothing but saying, I promise to do this, and you promise to do this. Bruh, do so how time. does a pro fighter make money? Fighting. <laughs> Just straight like that? Fighting, bro. Like, man, we don't have no NBA organization. We don't have no retirement organization. We barely got a Hall of Fame <laughs> organization. Yeah. You feel me? Where it's like, man, that's why you have to be able. That's why you have to be smart. And like, that's one thing that like I like watched a lot of fighters like do. Like Ray, Ray taught me a lot. Like getting real estate. You know what I'm saying? Building residual income. You know what I'm saying? Roy. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to build different in- different routes of income. You know because yes, when you're not fighting, unless you got those options unless you got those those uh you know opportunities ain't no money coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about uh sponsors you get money off sponsors right yeah boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah i mean because that's if you got a monetarily uh monetarily a sponsor which are amazing man i love them you know what i mean because they definitely help you man like help you be able to focus on boxing you know even though we boxers we still got real life you yeah know? we still got bills so, you know, those things got to be able to be taken care of so that we can box, focus on boxing. So, yeah, like, yeah, though they, they help tremendously, you know. A lot of times it's just be wearing the logo, making a couple of posts social media-wise, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't do all that opinion, opinion stuff. It's stuff that I'm on a contract 
for my social media. Like, and like, you got stuff to lose. Man, I'm telling you, like, it was a relation. I had like issues with a relationship where it was like that, where you couldn't really understand that, and where it was like, you know, it was kind of hard, put me in a hard place, you know. But what you mean, like, as far as like uh, the person you was in a relationship with wanted you to post things about your relationship, like pictures or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Like, more, yeah, more, yeah, doing that, basically. Like, she mm-hmm. felt hidden. And which, that wasn't necessarily me trying to do that at all. It was just that I knew there was more people coming in as far as, like, in my social media. Where, like, I just didn't, I wasn't looking for that type of, uh, that type of, uh. Image. Not necessarily the image, because, I mean, I am a family man, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, like. Image is a bad word. <laughs> what I would say, man. Like, I just don't like, um. Like, man, you know, when you put so much of stuff out on social media, it give people, like, yeah. it give people conformity, man. It give people, like, people feel entitlement. People feel entitled that they can do certain things or say certain things. Or, you know what I mean? And, man, I just don't like that. Like, man, like I don't know. Like, I'm just not that guy. Like, I just, like, I don't Trust know. me, I know that. Once upon a time, and the bad thing about it, what makes me look bad is because once upon a time I was. You know what I'm saying? But then as, as time goes by, like, because things change, you know, you got one thing like this, then eventually it changed. Like, I don't like social media being able to be the timeline for that. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you know, like you oh, can, so this is this is when the breakup happened. This is when that happened. Right. I told well, one like, of my homies that, bro. Cause then, then it looks kind of bad sometimes. Cause then you can watch it outside uh-huh. looking in, like, and it then it just be like, man. You can see uh four uh boyfriends or girlfriends over a year span, and now people right. looking at you like, okay, uh, I see what you got going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. It's just yeah, I don't like that type stuff neither. Yeah, and then also, um, I don't know if you go through this, but I go through this since I you know post podcasts and stuff online. It's people that I see out that talk to me and swear they know everything about my life. And I'm like, bro, I'm not putting everything about my life on no podcast. Right, yeah. And that's real. That's definitely real. See, and uh, I, I kind of get something opposite from that, which it just be motivation. Because, like, oh, man, it's so funny. Because, like, TJ was just asking me about it the other day. Whereas a lot of times, like, even when I was, uh, I went to the fights in South Carolina. Like, because now that, like, you know, I've been getting somewhere in my career, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, like, known names behind me, like, a lot of people are like been, you know, I got my own website, so a lot of people are able to go read my biography and like Google me, like kind of learn a lot about me. So it's, it's a lot of times where I have people that have come up to me that I've never seen before, but embrace me so much, you know what I mean? And like, uh, like talk to me as if they know me, in which it got to the point where I promise I'm not being fake because I, I feel like it's just all love. I'm so grateful that yeah. you have. You even know those syllables you know, of my name, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, it'd be funny because, like, they'd be like, hey, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. after they leave, like, my mom, and, like, even my mom, my brother, they'd be like, did you know him? I'd be like, nah, not at all, you know what I mean? But, like, it's cool because they would do that. But, like, they'll be like, they'll tell me, like, they'll be like, yo, Fernando, you come a long way. Like, you're doing your thing. Continue to do it. Like, like I saw you go through. I saw you go through hell this last fight, and you came back. Like, like you did something that a lot of people wouldn't be able to do. You know what I mean? And it felt good because then I don't have to say anything. You know, I don't have to say anything but just look. 
in which like a lot of times I got my babies with me. You feel me? So then you know my baby, like my eight year old, like she's like it's so she's so proud of her daddy, man. It's crazy. Like she she called me the daddy. You know, daddy. You know you on Google. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? And I know it's not bad stuff because I already look, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, man, it, that's that's my motivation. So you got to keep that clean. Yeah, man, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's my motivation. A lot of people motivation. don't even understand that, neither. What, man? Because once upon a time when I did get in trouble, I was able, people was able to screenshot and send it to me. However, I didn't done so much that you got to, I don't even think they're in five, six, seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, the pages is all the way down the line. Exactly. But yeah, man, my babies—they—they they really my whys. Ultimately, like, they my whys. Why I do this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why I keep going? So, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, um, when's your next fight? I know um, it's coming up. Ain't May twenty third. May twenty third is guaranteed. Um, I just got the flyer. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, um, I'll be the main event again. This will be my second. Uh, well, this will be my third main event. Uh, but second main event at home. Um, in which uh, I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. Uh, this will be the first fight as far as with Chris Rucker Productions where um, it won't be at a high school. You know, so we got a different venue, which is great. And um, I'm excited. It's going to be at the country club where Rod Wave is at tonight. Okay. So um, I haven't even announced it yet because everybody getting dressed. They getting ready to go see Rod Wave. Yeah. So I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm strategic sometimes with stuff like that. So I feel like I may hit them on hump day. You know what I'm saying, or I may hit him when when this drops. So that's that's really how I, that's honestly like my way of thinking how to use social media. Who's fighting in the undercard? Uh, May 23rd, man. We got a good people, a good bit of people. I know Big Brandon is fighting. Um, he's gonna have his rematch with Mary Coleman, Pink Panther. Um, they're gonna do their thing. Actually, gonna be a title fight. Um, I haven't announced it yet, but my fight may be a title fight as well. So I'm extremely excited about that. Mm. Um, um, as far as with my team with Roy, Roy, we may bring like my teammates from with Roy up, and which is a lot of international fighters. Um, we got um, Shady Gamora, he's out of uh, Sweden. Um, we got uh, Luis Hernandez, he may come. Um, and these people, I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're my team, so most likely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, Luis Hernandez, he's out of Mississippi. Man, um, these are undefeated fighters that are doing the thing. Um, we got um, Rashid. Um, I, I don't Rashid something. I can't remember how to say his name. He's from Russia. He's a bad boy. He's a heavyweight. So like, yeah, we got um, we also got like Les Lester Brown. He fought on the last fight here. He's from Bahamas actually. Um, so yeah, we got man, and then it's Augusta is filming with fighters as well. So you know we're gonna. Like, that's what I'm big on, man. Like, I'm literally skipping a fight because I'd rather come home. You feel me? Like, yeah, I'd rather come home. Bro, man. when you're in these um local gyms and these younger kids are, like, asking you questions, what kind of advice do you give them? Oh, man. Um, oh, man, I tell them, with these kids, man, for one, I tell you straight up, like, if you don't want to do this, don't. If you don't want to do this, don't do it. Because ultimately, man, you're going to waste your mom's money and you're going to get yourself hurt. This is not something that you play. Yes, now it's something you could do recreation because that's what I got my babies doing so that they know what they're doing at any time. You know what I mean? When daddy's mm -hmm. not there. But that's first thing, man. This is nothing to play with at all. Um, for two, man, you do not have to be the strongest, the fastest, 
the most swift, the lightest. You don't have to be that. You know what I mean? All you got to do is stay coming, stay working, stay down. Like, because that's, that's how it was for me. Like, I literally wasn't a favorite. Like, like, literally. Like, my coach literally, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these two are going here. You stay here. These two, I know they're going to ride or die. You, I don't know about you. Like, these are the type of things that stayed in my head till now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. from little, my coach would tell me those type of things. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I, I guarantee you, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know what I mean? Which it stuck with me. Like, it stuck with me, you know what I mean? Which I tell kids, like, man, I don't care what nobody tells you. Like, whatever you want to do, even if it's not boxing, like, just stay down. Stay getting to it. Like, your opportunity going to come. And um, just stay true to yourself. Like, you got to stay true to yourself. Boxing, t- that's why I always say also, boxing tells the truth. This sport tells the truth. You may can get away with it in basketball, football, soccer. You may can get away with it because you got other people that that can pull up your weight. But in boxing, yeah, you tell your coach that you've been running every day if you want to. Oh, he may be like, all right, and not even question it. And the reason why is because come fight time, I'm going to know for a fact if you've been running. I'm going to know. <laughs> you feel me? So like After you throw up round one. Exactly. And so that's how it is. Like, yes, like I just say, yeah, be true to yourself because boxing is going to tell the truth. It's going to tell the truth. And that's one of the reasons why I don't do a lot of, like, uh, like social media, like, videos or, like, trying to portray something. Like, it's because you know, like, people know I'm working. Like, if you don't know, you're going to find out. But, like, everybody that knows me, they know I'm working. They know I'm grinding. Like, I don't have to do none of that. But those videos you do post do be motivating, though. Yeah, like, I try to. When you be running the five miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to see you because uh, I think that was when the first time I had got back in shape. And I like, man, he doing five miles. I know I can do at least three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's real. And you know what, man? My manager be on me about it. Like He be like, yo, you need to do more. And then he'd tell me, like, don't put so much on your story. Put it on your timeline. And he been telling me that for a year. And I honestly have been trying. Like, I have. But I just... It just ain't you, bro. Yeah, man. Like I just everybody, feel like, everybody don't even gotta be that person, right? Like I feel like all my followers are gonna come, they're like for me doing what I do from fighting. Yeah. Like I can't expect for me to have fifteen million followers, and I'm not fighting. And that's why I'd be like, yo, have me in the ring. You have me in the ring, everything gonna come. And that's how I feel about that. So, bro, one one last question before we get out of here: Who's your favorite fighters right now? Uh, right now. Um. Right now, man, I I, I really I know like, you probably like Crawford. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually like a couple of them. Like I love Crawford, man. He, man, he got so many tools in his bag; it's crazy. So I mean, yeah, you got you got uh, Terrence Crawford. I like him a lot. I like um, I like uh, what's his name? Uh, Jorge Linares. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot because his boxing skills. Um. I like um You watch a lot of boxing? All the time. Okay. All the time. Like that's what I'm saying as far as my favorites. Because I mean like like Ray Vargas, uh Roy put me on Ray Vargas. He's like a super tall Mexican. He's a world champion. He's like at Bantamweight, weight, one hundred and nineteen pounds. So like That's what I meant. Like, do you watch a lot of uh divisions, not just boxing? I know you watch boxing. Oh yeah, I watch a lot it. of divisions. Just about everything, yeah. Oh, now, when okay. I was younger I really didn't, to be honest. I really did. I watched boxing, but I was always um strict to my to my weight. 
or not necessarily my weight, but uh, people that was around my weight. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like light, lighter weight class that was throwing a lot of punches. Like I, like I never when I was younger, I didn't watch Roy Jones until like he was like having the big time fights and he was coming on. It wasn't yeah. somebody I was studying until I got older. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I started really educating myself on him. But uh. Yeah, man. Right now, it's a list. Um, I mean, I like Crawford. I like um, Jorge Linares. I like um, um, hmm. it's a good bit of them, man. I mean, I like the Charlo brothers. You know, what I'm saying they're doing their thing. Oh yeah. Um, I like. Uh, I'm an old school type guy. I like uh, old school fight. I mean, I like all the guys that's fighting right now. You know, what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I like the old school fighters. Yeah, but yeah, bro. I appreciate you getting on the podcast. I told you I needed a good one. You definitely uh surpassed. Oh yeah, <laughs> what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem at all. I appreciate you having me, man. Good luck at the fight, dog. I'm gonna pull up too because I want to see you fight. Oh yeah, it's going down, man. It's going down. You can watch my last fight too on YouTube. Uh, my pops posted it. Uh, just type in my name and then October fifth. I'm gonna watch that at night, then. Yeah, yeah, man. You be able to see the highs and the lows. So it was good. It was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, it was real good. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim and we out. Already.